Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 78. It's about the hits, not the home runs. Why the hits? And this is really just another analogy on consistency is really what this is. Because it's so easy to focus on, oh, wow, like look at that, you know, person who got 60 home runs in a season. Yeah, but look at the teammate that got, you know, 300 hits and got on base over and over and over again. The consistency of it all, right? Um, there, And I'm going to use an analogy of a movie, but the consistency is... is can you get up to bat every single day? Can you keep getting those micro wins and form the bigger picture out of that versus constantly focusing on when the home run, when the home run, oh, it's not big enough. Oh, I didn't like, you know, this win wasn't, it should have been bigger. The hits are the consistent, you know, at bats every day. It's showing up every day. It's that 1% every day. And that's what you end up forming your life around. And uh, I wanted to use an analogy from a, well, there was a, a, a movie with Brad Pitt called Moneyball, right? And it was about uh, the general manager, Billy Bean, in the early 2000s for the Oakland Athletics. Um, and the Moneyball strategy emphasized the use of statistical analysis and data-driven decision-making to assemble a competitive team. They were also working on a very limited budget, of course. Um, and... The this this was a, a new approach. I know you probably heard statistical analysis. You lost me. Data driven. You lost me. All that stuff. In short, and then I'm going to give you kind of some some key things that I was looking up online about why the science uh, worked from a data perspective and the research perspective. In short, um, what was happening is that baseball was traditionally scouted differently. You're all looking for your superstars, right? We're always paying attention to the superstars. And the superstars statistically draw the crowds. They get the, um, you know, because it's about money a lot of times. They get the, um, uh, they draw the crowds, they get the home runs. They, you know, people come out to see them and totally understand it. Talent is talent. You got to praise the talent. But what the general manager at the time wanted to do was he wanted to look at a new approach to teamwork, given that they had a limited budget. And they and he was he decided after some research and learning about, you know, a way to look at a different way to look at players was, well, how about we just get a team of really good players that know how to get hits so they can get on base. And then they're all driving each other home from getting on base. Right. Because if you're getting a lot of players that get. Um, singles and doubles, then each of them getting up to bat are helping each other get to home base. And they're now also operating and functioning like a team. That's a lesson in and of itself, right? And so he, they then, so they then use statistical analysis to say, okay, out of the league, who are all the players that are just consistent, but maybe they're underlooked and undervalued. Think about that. They're underlooked and undervalued. Great at getting hits, which, by the way, in baseball, as you know, it may be easy for you to, to, to think of from the sidelines as like, unless you're a baseball player. Oh, you know, how hard can it really be? Um, I've heard that even as of recent times, like getting, you know, hits has become even harder because of like how 
talented the pitchers have really become because there's been such an emphasis on on pitching, right? So, but um, getting hits, you know, in baseball, well, it's a skill set. It is a skill set, yet it was undervalued and underlooked because, like anything, sometimes the 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 shinier object started getting looked at more right well this guy gets all the home runs and people love to see when he gets that home run they wait for that home run you know and uh and so that draws the crowds and you know and i get it you know you're using some of that data because you 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 want to draw crowds you're obviously running a business but i love i love that um billy bean was like more concerned with okay how do we get a team that gets into the playoffs and wins championships by looking at the guys who are undervalued and un- underlooked or excuse me, overlooked, I should say underlooked is not an expression overlooked um, because there's value there. They're getting on base and let's just put them all together. And so that to me really got me just reflecting about it. it, it you know, no different than Andrew Huberman talking about uh, the dopamine of the journey, not the destination, not the final goal. Can you can you get into the habit of creating dopamine from creating habits every day that are building towards something and getting that one percent and getting in the game and building the consistency? That's where the money's really at. That like you want know, to say the money? That's like where like the life is at. That's where the um, your 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 passion is at. That's where your your journey. Like you are in the game. It's about the hits, not necessarily the home runs, right? And so what was interesting is I'm I'm, I'm I looked up the information about why was Moneyball Science so good? Uh, like why did it work? And, and you know there were four main points. There was statistical analysis. Moneyball relied on rigorous analysis of player performance data to identify undervalued assets in the baseball market, which you already know I love that because it's like undervalued. So here's a guy who's getting on base all the time, but he's not like he's overlooked because he's not that guy who's constantly getting home runs, but he's got a high batting average. I mean, that's not exactly easy, you know. Um, market inefficiencies. The Moneyball approach exploited market inefficiencies within the industry. The traditional scouting process often emphasized physical attributes and subjective evaluations, leading to biases and the undervaluation of players who didn't fit the conventional mold. You can already, you guys listen to my podcast already know why I love like using this as an example, right? Because um, so we're supposed to rely solely on a critic that says, well, the trend is this guy over here, this person over here. This is what we want to recreate um, in, you know, in baseball um, versus, hey, why are we not looking at this player over here? Yeah, they may not be, um, you know, uh, um, getting as many home runs, but they're getting on base all the time. That means they're able to hit the ball from very talented pitchers. Why are we not looking at this person over here? And so uh, Moneyball Science recognizes and capitalizes on the inefficiencies. So um, in relation to the Oakland Athletics that use this, uh, to, you know, this uses methodology, they acquired talented players at a lower cost, but it also gave them a competitive edge because they acquired talented players overlooked who were like, hey, I just want a chance. Like, let me show you. And they were all working together. Moneyball science also worked because of a cost-effective strategy. The Moneyball approach aimed to assemble a competitive team while working within the constraints of a budget. What this says to me is resourcefulness. By identifying undervalued players, the athletics could acquire talent at a lower cost, allowing them to allocate their financial resources more efficiently. 
This enabled them to compete against teams with much larger payrolls and achieve successful results. So I bring this up because you often get people, maybe you're one of them, it happens to all of us, I've been there too, thousands of times, which is, oh, I don't have this budget, I don't have this you know, capability yet, I don't have this, I don't have that. It's false, it's false. Find a way, the talent is there, get the hits. Get in the game and get the hits over and over and over and over again. I have made my entire career on hits. I've had a couple of solid home runs in there, but the hits are always coming at, you know, out of my work every single week, every single day. And my audience knows it, you know, get, be willing to just get in the game and keep getting those hits. Moneyball signs also worked because of a focus on base percentage. One of the key insights of Moneyball was the emphasis on the importance of on-base percentage as a key metric for offensive, uh, offensive success. The strategy recognized that getting on base through walks or hits was a crucial factor in scoring runs and winning games. So they were looking for people who were more likely you know, to get on base than to either home run or strike out one or the other, right? So like, well, these guys are getting on base more. Let's put them all together. And then um, the, the fifth point that I found, sorry, I said earlier there was four, but there's five um, that I'd researched, uh, that Moneyball Science, embracing innovation. The Moneyball approach represented a departure from traditional thinking, a departure from traditional thinking. It challenged long-standing beliefs and practices advocating for a more analytical and data-driven approach to decision-making. By embracing innovative strategies and challenging the status quo, the A's gained a competitive edge in a sport that had often relied on tradition, right? So there you go. This is, this is what I am talking about. This, you know, challenging traditional beliefs and practices. I'm not saying there isn't good in tradition. I actually am an advocate for really good traditions with modern critical thinking, always adding innovation and new, um, new ways to optimize and, and improve because then we're forever a student, forever a teacher. But be willing to depart from the old. Now, in a healthy way. <laughs> so that's for another uh, subject. But, um, and then I also found an example. It's funny. I put up this quote on, um, I think it was on Twitter or LinkedIn the other day. If you don't follow me on Twitter, by the way, please do so. I'm over there at Matt, or it's at Matt underscore Goddessman. My full handle was taken. And then on LinkedIn, uh, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Matt Gottesman. Um, now, I, I put this up on uh, LinkedIn and somebody commented back, uh, just like Tony Gwynn, because I put this title, it's about, it's about the hits, not the home runs. He's like, just like Tony Gwynn. And I was like, oh, good analogy. Now, that comes from my era of uh, sort of my era of baseball, um, you know. And um, Tony Gwynn was exceptional at getting on base, at, at, at hits. He was so good. And um, I was reading up about Tony Gwynn, too, for this episode. And I, I found this quote from this article. It says, it's a disturbing scenario. Tony Gwynn's career not blossoming because an employer insists he swing for home runs. But former longtime hitting coach Merv Rettenman said that travesty is an inconceivable. Um, you know, because an employer insists swing for home runs. Tony Gwynn was basically averaging 340. As a baseball player, that is exceptional to average 340 um, in terms of getting on base, for those of you that are unfamiliar. Um, today's average, because it becomes so competitive and hitting in general, um, has changed. 
uh, and more of it's been about getting the home run guys, getting the home run guys. The average today in the entire league from what I saw, what I was able to look up was 230. It's actually down quite a bit from what it used to be years ago. So can you imagine, um, you know, somebody saying, listen, you're getting on base a lot and you're getting a lot of great hits and it's helping the team. Go for the go for the home run instead. You know, people people like that more. They like the pizzazz more. But this guy was crucial to getting on base. You need to constantly get into the habit of consistency and getting on base over and over and over and over again. So I wanted I wanted to do a quick episode on just reminding you about the power of consistency. The hits every day add up. They just do. And that is reliable. It actually creates good predictability. Your own inner statistics will tell you exactly where you're going. You're not relying on just one hit wonders or big hits when they come, but instead you're creating an entire kingdom from getting on base every single day. That's huge. I know very successful people who built empires from consistency, not from the one hit wonders and then wondering what to do and then falling into, you know, think about it like this. One hit wonders, whether in music or whether in a business or whatever, if the consistency is not there, you can sometimes fall into how do I keep replicating this home run? How do I keep replicating this over and over and over again? And that can drive you crazy, lose your peace. You can... um, lose your sanity um, and it can pull you out of your authenticity in your lane consistency of getting on base every single day with hit after hit after hit you know um, I was on a podcast uh, the you can Two podcast shout out to James Bracken for that um, and uh, I love it the other day he he complimented me in the DM on my stories and he said you never miss brother and I said one of the greatest compliments I love it. I love when um, my community says things like that. Like, man, every time you put up a post, you never miss. You never miss. Um, probably like my ego enjoys it, but it's. It, but I'll tell you from um, my soul, it's like, cause I, I I love what I do. I love getting the hits on base. I don't need it to be a home run. I need it to be my best work in that given moment and it's put out to the world and it's serving over and over and over and over again it's not about or it's about the hits not the home runs it's about the hits not the home runs so be careful now when the home runs come and you might just get home run after home run after home run onto the hits that took you to get there respect the home runs while they're there and you know manage them manage, but i and i actually firmly believe that the consistent home runs came from a lot of years of consistent hits and i'm going to leave you on that because i don't want to top that one but think about that the the seasons of consistent home runs what preceded those seasons were seasons of a lot of consistent hits over and over and over again and that is sustainability that is how you thrive. That is sustainability. Long-term sustainability, long-term picture thinking, long-term game playing. I appreciate you guys. As always, please leave a written review on Apple. It gets the show 
out there even more and invites more people into our communities that do not otherwise know about this podcast. Uh, recent updated numbers, I believe we're up to about, uh, I think it's around 8,500 listeners that have come through this podcast. And I'm so grateful for you um, as this, con- this community continues to grow. Thank you. Until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.